Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Last First Date Radio, featuring interviews with experts in dating, relating, and mating in midlife. And now, here's your host, Sandy Weiner. Hello, everybody. This is Sandy, and welcome to Last First Date Radio, the place to be for creating healthy, lasting relationships in midlife. Today, I will be speaking with author, radio personality, and relationship coach, Aaron Jordan, Jr., about how to establish a strong foundation for a relationship. In my 10 years as a life and dating coach, what I know for sure is that if you identify and heal any unhealthy patterns from your past, if you honor and value all the parts of yourself, especially the parts that people told you were too much or not enough, you are going to transform your life and your love life. And if you're a woman, you are going to become the woman of value who attracts in toe-curling epic love. Every week I bring you a tip on how to become that woman of value, and today's tip is step number 12, which is to be playful. One of the things that people forget often is the value of play and fun. I always do an assessment when I first start working with a client, and we do a wheel of life as part of our assessment. And it's divided into eight different sections of your life, and one of them is fun and recreation. And so if you're not having fun, and I'm talking about on a daily basis, like if you're not laughing, if you're not playful, you, you're basically, um, you're, first of all, you're missing out on a lot, and you're, you're living life taking it way too seriously. And when people are playful and can laugh easily, they really attract in and magnetize the right people into their lives. So think about one thing you can do today to be more playful and have more fun in your life. And if you are not already a member of my private Facebook group, Your Last First Date, I invite you to please join us. The conversation is positive, supportive, and always interesting. It's a heavily moderated group. I have seven group monitors. They are on top of that page all day long, and I am there whenever I can be. I do live videos from there that are only exclusive to that group. So I really highly advise you to join Your Last First Date. And now for my special guest today, Aaron Jordan Jr. He is known to many as Mr. Know Your Worth. He is an award-winning author, radio personality. He's a speaker, a relationship coach, and a philanthropist. He's the founder and host of the Nashville-based Know Your Worth radio show, and he's the author of The Power Within, A Woman's Worth from Both Sexes. Jordan's the founder of the Know Your Worth Women's Relationship Conference in Nashville and the Know Your Worth Relationship Empowerment Summit in Atlanta. I would love to be part of that summit. He has been featured on CBS, ABC, Talk of the Town, Atlanta Live, and MyTV30, and he was named a 2017 Nashville Black 40 Under 40. Join me now for episode number 301, The Key to Establishing a Strong foundation for a relationship welcome to the show Aaron Uh, I appreciate you for having me I'm glad to be here thank you you've got quite a quite a resume there and I I would (laughs) love to uh, I'm pretty impressed Um, my whole new direction in my in my company is to um, establish the 
the website, The Woman of Value, which is mm-hmm. really about helping women value themselves. So as I'm reading this, I'm like, yes, the importance of knowing your worth and and being <laughs> empowered. Oh, my God, we have to talk after the show. <laughs> oh, yeah, most definitely. <laughs> So let's let's talk first about you. I always like to know how you came to do the work you do. So what led you to become Mr. Know Your Worth? Well, a lot of times uh people people don't understand that like uh your purpose or your calling can be forged from that dark space that you're in. About 10 or 12 years ago, I and I was in that space. I was in that very dark space uh mentally, spiritually, and I was emotionally broken too as well. But the thing that happened is instead of me facing uh, my emotional emptiness or my uh or my mental emptiness, I, I projected all of my pain onto other people, uh, meaning that instead of me facing, uh, turn around facing the person in the mirror, I was uh, uh, I was blaming others for my issues, my my hardships, and things of that nature. And I I, I love telling my story. I love talking about my story, and I love uh, uh, just using myself as an example because a lot of people uh, can relate. I was engaged three times. I bought three rings, and I, I was engaged three times. I was all in an 18-month period. And a lot of times when I say that, people, they look at me and they say, like, come on, Aaron, you've got to be kidding me. But, no, that that's true. Uh, and, and the space I was in mentally, uh, just just by me saying that, you can understand where I was mentally. I was I was – I was I was one of those guys that that I would literally tell you a woman anything that she needed to hear for me to get anything that I want. And so it's basically like you're playing that whole whole mind game mind game uh uh well I say crap or whatever but but just being able to admit that and being able to come mm-hmm. face to face with and being able to to uh deal with those issues because there's one thing in this universe that that will always knock a person in his tracks and it's called karma. Anything that you put out in the world or in the universe, you have to receive it back. Whether it's negative energy or whether it's positive energy. And everything that I dished out, everything that I every pain that I caused, every uh uh uh, uh negative thing that I did uh, in my personal development or in relationships or causing pain, I had to receive it back. And in in the in me being a recipient of that, it caused me to fall into a depression. It caused me to uh, uh, not love myself. It caused me not. It caused me to view myself as inadequate to sustain. And then in that, you know, I almost committed suicide twice. And so mm. people don't understand the word love or I love you. And and it's a very powerful thing. And when you're at a point of wanting to receive love, uh, and and you and you've dished out so much negativity in the universe, you won't have to receive. You have to get all that karma back. <laughs> so so birth from that came the person that you see today, uh, a person that has has gone through the trials and tribulations and learned through the fire on how to deal with pain, on how to uh, um, um, uh, cope with loving, getting back to the point of loving yourself and understanding who you are, whose you are, and what you are when it comes to self-love, motivation, uh, uh, and just in your faith and things of that nature. Hmm. Wow. Um, That's some story. Well, thank you for sharing that. And (laughs) 
I, I can totally relate to learning through pain and through darkness. I think that's usually the best way to to learn and mm-hmm. it's a painful lesson but it's a mm-hmm. it's a great lesson. <laughs> it's a lasting oh, yeah, lesson. Definitely yeah. So um so you talked a little bit about some of the things that you did to know your worth and um mm-hmm. I know that that self love and self worth is a big foundation for having a healthy mm-hmm. relationship. So can you speak a little bit about um some of the mistakes that couples make um i do want to know about more about your process to to mm-hmm. really getting stronger in your self-worth but let's let's talk yeah. about some of the common mistakes or maybe let's go first to the what you did to to start to rebuild self-worth because i think that's that's just that's on my mind <laughs> oh, yeah. so what are some of the steps one of the, one of the things i did was is that it was and most people most people would uh would would call it a come to jesus moment but it was just one of those moments and it's true what they say when you're tired of being sick and tired then you're going you're going to do things differently to bring out different results but if you're not you're going to keep doing the same thing over and over again and you're going to be expecting different results they say that's the definition of insanity so one thing that I, one thing that I did is that I, I I got to the point where I I had to stop running from uh, my past issues and it, and my past issues it wasn't anything dealing with uh, the relationships I were in but it was dealing with uh, with childhood things. See one thing that people don't understand is that your uh, what you learn in your childhood or what you deal in your childhood and you have if you haven't dealt with those it's going to follow into your adult years and so. Those things uh, have a bearing or have uh, influence on your decision making into your adult years. So the first thing I did was I, I, I got to the point where I could actually face some of the things that I, the traumatic stuff that I've dealt with in my childhood. It's like you're sitting at a table with all of your enemies, and it's like now you're taking them head on. Like who's next? Who's first? Or who's coming next? Or something like that. So once you get build up the courage to to, to come to face to face with your issues, you have to take ownership. Once you take ownership of the things that, that you've gone through or the, the, your hurt or, or taking ownership of, of what you've become, you'll be able to deal with it prop, uh, properly. You'll be able to process it better instead of running from it because one of the things that will happen is that we, go, we, go, we, we, we use these learned behaviors, uh, what I call it, to use other people to mask our hurt. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. We yeah, use other I mean, people being a victim and blaming, exactly. blaming other people for our pain. Exactly. So like in relationships, in dating, a lot of people, instead of, instead of uh, 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 dealing with the pain and dealing with the hurt before moving on to another relationship, they actually use that other person to mask the hurt that they've received uh, in a prior relationship, so you have, you're, you're 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 doing a temporary fix for a permanent scar. Mhm. Got it. So you took responsibility. You looked at your childhood. Mm-hmm. You dealt with those issues, mm-hmm. and you mm-hmm. stopped being a victim, and you became a victor. And you took and you're taking ownership, which leads you to victory. Once you once you can take ownership of of your pain. Because a lot of times when we're in this space, we don't take ownership of it. We let we let that pain uh, uh, dilute us. 
We let we let that uh, uh, hold us captive. We let that hold us back. And when you can take ownership of it, that's the first step in uh, in, uh, in in the, in the process and being able to release yourself of all of your emotional pain. Because if you take ownership of it, now you grab you grab you grab the pain by the by the neck and say, you will not you will not hold me captive. Mhm. Right. That's very freeing. Wow. Beautiful. Um, <laughs> all right. So yeah, it is a complex process, but this is this is definitely uh, an important step to start with. Deal with it. You know, go back to childhood because childhood is where it all begins. And every time I do I work with a new client, we always look at childhood patterns and what got created back then because we date partners who remind us of our childhood family of origin over and over again until we until we really deal with this. Yeah. Um, all right, so let's talk about the common mistakes mm-hmm. that couples make when they're searching for a strong relationship. What are some of the mm-hmm. common mistakes that you see? Well, one of the things that I, I usually see, and I get this a lot, is is that uh, a lot of people mistake a lonely season for that being just lonely. A lot of times when you're single for a long period of time, that means that, that that's your season to get to know you. Because the thing is, you have to understand that in order to be in a successful relationship or or attract a successful relationship, you have to first be mentally ready. Because if you, you and me probably you and me probably can agree on this. It's a lot of work. You know what I'm saying? In 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 mm-hmm. in, in, in in relationships and in marriage. So you have to be mentally prepared. And if you're not mentally prepared for that relationship, you're gonna always your all of your relationships are gonna end the exact same way. How I know is because it happened to me. All of my relationships before I got married ended the exact same way, but the only difference is 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 that it was with a different woman, you know, uh, because I wasn't ready to to take ownership of my hurt. I wasn't ready to uh, uh, stand face to face with the pain that I was causing in the relationship. So the thing is, is that we, if you don't take ownership, you're going to fall into what I call, like I stated before, learned behaviors. You're going to continue to use others to get over the next person. And what that what that does is is that it, it basically you become you're becoming uh an emotional schizophrenic is what I call it because now you're dealing with emotions on top of emotions on top of emotions. Because every relationship that you get in, you're gonna take a piece of that person with you. So you have to go through the proper channels to to uh release yourself of that. And so that's that's really number one uh that I get uh, for like emails that I get, or how do I get over this person, or or I start dating this person right after I got in, out of this particular relationship. I hate being lonely and things like that. It's not a, it's not you being lonely. You just have to go through that season to season of replenishment, if I must say. Mm, and a lot like of people that. just skip that uh, skip that step because because they 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 hate they hate being by themselves. That's the point mm-hmm. for you to get back to making love to you, appreciating you, because if you appreciate you, it's going to exude from you, and you're going to attract somebody that can actually appreciate you uh, just the same as you appreciate yourself. Yes, so true. Um, so so let's talk about self-worth now for a moment because mm-hmm. you're, you're getting into that a little bit. So mm-hmm. um, talk a little bit about our self-worth and how – 
it influences attracting in the right person? Well, I always believe in the law of attraction. The law of attraction is a, is a powerful thing. What most people don't understand is that relationships are more spiritual than it is physical because the thing is, is that what, whatever energy you give off, that's what you're going to uh, 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 attract back to you. So, if you're if you're if you if you haven't if you haven't I wouldn't say mastered if you haven't gotten to the point of appreciating yourself and appreciating who you are who you are and what you are in this space and you're constantly just thinking about the hurt thinking about the pain thinking about just say the um the uh, the breakup that you had three years ago and how that breakup ended the the everything that you're thinking about, everything that's dominating your thoughts in that moment is what's going what is what you're gonna attract back into your life. Meaning that you're gonna attract all of that pain, all of that hurt. And then what's gonna happen is it's gonna be it's gonna be presented into in a form of a person. And that person is gonna be dressed up differently that that's harboring all of the pain, that's all of the hurt that you're that's that you're letting dominate your thoughts. And then when you get together, it's two hurt people or two broken people that's together. And then now now you have two broken people trying to heal each other. Does that make sense? <laughs> oh yeah. Mhm. <laughs> and so now and so what what happens is that causes a roller coaster. Now you're on this never ending cycle of of dealing with somebody's emotions on top of your emotions. Now you don't want to be in the relationship anymore because their problems are weighing you down because now you have more problems that you have to deal with now. So it's 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 a never-ending cycle. So in order to uh get off of that cycle or uh, what most say uh in business, the rat race, you have you have to you have to get to the point of appreciating you. And 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 whatever whatever that means to you, you have to get back to the point of being able to take yourself out, buy yourself out. One thing that I did is that, uh, and uh, most would laugh at this, is that I actually ordered something online and I actually had had it mailed to my house. And when I got the gift, in the card it said, "You are valuable. You are worthy. You are great." Those positive affirmations of something that was sent to me really uplifted my spirits because instead of me expecting something from somebody else or expecting a gift from somebody else, I sent it to me, saying that, okay, you are valuable, you are powerful, you are great, you are bold, you are beautiful. So Mm. if you can can do that for yourself and appreciate yourself in in that regard, then you will attract. It's like doing something different to attract different results, basically. Because uh-huh. you keep on doing the old, you're gonna you're gonna attract the old. You can't go into your your new season uh, 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 doing the old things that you did in your old season. Just to, like just like a construction worker, they can't build a, a, a stable building or or a new foundation with old materials. That is true. That is true, and I think that you see so many beautiful people. I, I look in, you know, all the people in my Facebook group. We have about twenty three hundred women in there who are single. Yeah. Most of them are wow. single, and you know, and I see beautiful faces, people who are successful, who have so much going for them, and they struggle so much in love. And there's a there's a guardedness and a bitterness in mm-hmm. so many people. Um, uh, you know how they feel about men it's it's you know all the negativity and and mm-hmm. so my whole goal in this group is to to really make people more positive 
to really yeah. see that what they're doing is sabotaging their own process. And once exactly. they go through that, it's amazing how things start to turn around. They stop making assumptions. They stop looking at the worst mm-hmm. possible scenario and exactly. just making up stuff and judging. Um, wow. So that's, yeah, that's a that's a whole sabotage thing. So how, what are some other ways that you have seen singles sabotaging the dating process? And, and and funny you should mention about sabotage. I have I have in my in a chapter in my book, or in it talk of, it talks about the sabotage effect. You know, mm. uh, and uh, <laughs> and everything every everything that I talk about always reverts back to the law of attraction. Another, um, and I'll use myself as an example. When you when you think that you're over a person, or when you think that you've gotten surpassed that stage in your life. Uh, where you can uh, go into your new season, the universe always tests you. It always sends, send, it always uh, uh, sends something to to test you or distract you, and 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 that distraction can be the person that you thought you were over. You know, just seeing how you can cope with being in the presence of that person. It happens every mm-hmm. time. And one one time when I when I was uh, I thought that I was ready, I was moved on and things like that. I I actually came face to face with my distractions, and I was not prepared at all. Because because mm. the thing is, what happened is is that if if you feel that you are ready, you're going to be presented with that test, whatever that test may be. But it's going to be it's going to present it's going to it's going to present itself to you and it's going to hit you smack dead in the face. So I just wanted to say that because you mentioned about the sabotage effect and I talk about that uh, too in my book too as well. But one thing that I, I think that a lot of couples or singles do is they add they have they have uh, uh, three people involved in their relationship when it should only be two plus uh, uh, your spiritual connector too as well. Uh, that can be a person that's a best friend that that's feeding you so much information or or stuff like that. It should only be uh, in your relationship or a, a person that's adding value to your life, too, as well. Hmm. So feeding like negative information or the wrong kind yeah, of so information. Yeah. I'll give you an example. In this, in this movie that I just saw, me and my wife, we went and saw it. It explained it. It explained this concept so greatly. Okay, so this, this guy he was married to this woman, and the guy he was he's and he's been 18 years in, in his in the marriage trying to uh, uh, produce forth his dream. But all the while, the wife's sisters were in her ear the whole time for the last 20 years saying, "You need to leave him. You need to. He's no good. He's not helping you. He's not doing this. He's not doing that." And so when 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 it came to the point where he finally had his breakthrough, the wife left him because his sister, her sister, came and said that like, okay, well he is cheating on you with so and so, so and so. Here's the proof. I found the ID and the folder in the car. But in mm-hmm. in retrospect, he was not. He actually mm-hmm. had a a, a a a a meeting with the person at the company where she worked. And she was his connecting source. But I said that to say is that when you listen to people, uh, certain people about your relationship, you can make a hasty decision uh, that will that will uh, that will cause you a big big loss. Mhm. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, when when people start working with me, I always tell them, don't listen to your family members, don't listen to your exactly. friends. They don't give you. They think they're giving you good advice because they're trying to protect mm-hmm. you. 
but often they're just looking out for what they think is your best interest, and they don't mm-hmm. really know what is. So I exactly. think that's really smart. Yeah. Um, any other ways that people are sabotaging the dating process? Well, for, for us, I mean, there are there are a plethora of ways, you, and you you and I both know. Being in this space, you hear so many stories, but those two right there are really at the top of my list of what I what I get from clients or what I get from people that are just looking for advice is is that they're tired of being alone, and they they and they settle. Well, mm-hmm. settlement can be another one because you know you're so tired of being lonely or being in the, uh, without someone, you just settle for whatever, and 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 that causes you to throw off your whole uh, purpose and your calling too as well. So those two things would be at the top of my list as far as with what I get and what I uh, receive on my end as far as from clients or people that are just needing advice. Mm-hmm. Those are very good points. Thank you. All right, so for a final question, let's talk about the topic of our show today, which all of this is feeding into, but what are some of those key steps to establishing a strong foundation for a relationship? Well, for if if you if you're single, if you're single, uh one of the key uh one of the first steps I will say is make sure you're mentally ready first uh for a relationship. Uh, for for a successful relationship because you have to be mentally prepared uh, uh, for that too as well and then also make sure that uh, that that far as everything that that's in your in your uh, that you that that's happened in your life you take ownership of because you don't want to get into a relationship and also start projecting your pain onto your partner uh, too as mm-hmm. well. And and because that right there that can that can end your relationship faster than you can get in it <laughs> uh, too as yep. well by pro- by projecting your pain onto your partner too as well and so also making sure that you're one with yourself because a lot of times uh, people they get into these relationships expecting the person in the relationship to make them a hundred percent and I'm and I'm and, I, and, I, and I'm, I'm gonna say that one more time. A lot of people get into relationships expecting the person that they're in the relationship with to make them whole or make them 100% when, when there's a lot of work that you must do with yourself first before committing to a person to as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, totally, I hear, totally. I, Good <laughs> advice, yes. Don't expect yeah. somebody to make you whole. Exactly. Uh, that whole you only, you only get a, you thing. You get a Exactly. You, you, the only thing that a person can do is add to your happiness. So if you if you're yeah. not if, you, if a person does not add to your happiness or add to you being complete, if a person cannot take you from uh, 100 to 150, then then there's some there's some unbalance there because now uh, uh, it's it's like they're gonna their their projected pain is gonna be weighing you down and you don't want that. Mhm. Very true. Um, what so? What are some of the other keys? Let's say people are already coupled and they want to mm-hmm. make sure they have a strong foundation. Besides coming with a fullness, taking ownership, mm-hmm. really yeah. putting your pain in the past, really making peace yeah. with who you are. Is there anything else? Yeah, as far as with couples, I think, and and this is for my for my for my. For my men, for, and I get a lot of emails from men too as well. I think one of the biggest things that we have to deal with when we get into a relationship is putting our ego aside. 
because a lot of times, uh, uh, based on how we as men are raised, we're raised not to show our emotion, not to be vulnerable, not to uh, uh, show any sign of vulnerability. I think one thing is just is, is putting our ego aside and, and allowing ourselves to be vulnerable with our partner, allowing our, our emotions to show, because what, what you will find is that, is that that will open up a whole different aspect of your relationship because now your, your partner, your woman, she will actually see a totally different side of you that she can relate to. Because the thing is, women, uh, women are nurturers by nature, and so the thing with my wife, she's she's, she's a, a, a the biggest thing about my wife, she's a nurturer. And any, any problems or stress I have, I can talk to my wife about it, and she can bring me down back down to earth and calm me down, and and basically uh, 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 just ease my mind in that sense too as well. So one thing with men, I think, is just putting our egos aside. Uh, letting our vulnerability show, letting our emotions show, and then also also letting our leadership show as well because uh, uh, we can't expect women to, not, I wouldn't say be submissive, but to follow our leadership if we don't have a vision in place. Does that make mm. sense? Mm-hmm. I think yeah. this is really missing from so many men today. Um <laughs> No, I'm serious. Like I, yes, you know, I'm out there dating again after my divorce and I see a lot of people who are confused in the dating world. A lot of men yes. are afraid to really stand up and be leaders. Um they're mm-hmm. afraid to be put women off because a lot of women are leaders today and yes, we're living in a little bit of a confusing time. So I think yes, that when men step into leadership, but they're also able to be vulnerable, that's like the perfect combination that is so appealing to a strong woman who also shows her vulnerability. Um, yeah, these are beautiful keys to a healthy, lasting foundation of a relationship. Um, so, Erin, um, if you can tell our listeners where they can find you, get your book, um, let us know. Yeah, you can find me. I'm uh, I'm all across social media. On Facebook, you can follow me at facebook.com forward slash author Aaron Jordan Jr. And also, I'm on I'm on Instagram. Uh, I'm always on <laughs> Instagram. They say that's where young people are, so <laughs> that's where I am. And I'm trying to trying. To, my daughter she makes she uh, she tells me all the time, "Say Dad, you're getting old." <laughs> so I try to. <laughs> so uh, on Instagram, you can just uh, type in Mister uh, Know Your Worth. Uh, my Instagram page will pop up, and then also uh, just on Google, you can just uh, Google Mister Know Your Worth. All of my information will pop up. If you're interested in getting my, a copy of my book uh, too, as well, you can go to AaronJordanJr.com forward slash shop. Uh, too as well, and all the information is there. All the information about me uh, with my books, and uh, also uh, for anyone that actually purchased my book too as well, and send me their uh, information where uh, I can actually get it mailed out to you. I'll send you an autographed copy, and then I'll also send you a free uh, Know Your Worth T-shirt as well. Oh, beautiful! Well, thank you so much, Aaron, for coming on the show, for doing this important work out in the world, helping people have no problem. solid, lasting relationships. Thank you. Yes, man. I appreciate you for having me on, too, as well. My pleasure. And uh, thanks, everyone, for listening today. And I hope that you all go on your last first date very soon. Have a great day. <laughs>